0: Today, I'd like to invite a friend onto our Patterson podcast episode. She's someone who is a founding member of Patterson Program Support, which is the group where we all communicate online with the common purpose of reversing uh, inflammatory arthritis. Originally, Jackie was part of just a few people. I think we had maybe 10 people kick it off. uh, And now we're up to nearly 500 people in that support group who uh, are all making tremendous improvements to their health. And Jackie, you've been there right from the start. I've witnessed so much going on, not just with your personal health, but also with the wonderful things that you've been doing over in the Isle of Man where you live, both setting up a charity and organising events and being a real champion for the autoimmune arthritis community where you live. So, Jackie, thanks for joining us.
1: Hi. Hi. <laughs> Thanks for having me on, Clint. Um, So, yeah, I started, I think I met you just over four years ago, and you just had your first child, and now you're expecting your third, which is very exciting. Good luck. I have three. so yeah, I was very, very severely ill. As you know, you know everything. You know my entire story. You know everything that's happened in the last four years. Um, and yeah, I was, I was absolutely desperate. So I started off on triple DMAR therapy plus steroids, which is very. I, I was very, very ill, and I had the illness, which is are negative arthritis in every joint of my body. Um, and even with all that medication, I couldn't really move. I couldn't really walk very far. So I was desperate. Um, I knew the next step was biologics, which I missed. But um, anyway, I, I found you, which was miraculous. We're going to talk about my story in a moment. I know that. Um, but what we're going to talk about first, what I'd like to talk about really is uh, because of your great work. Basically, I founded this charity. which is all about awareness, information and compassionate funding for people with autoimmune arthritis. And as part of that and as part of our inspirational living and our, um, our information drive, we Last year, we had a great event and we invited two people who had actually recovered from rheumatoid arthritis using your system to the Isle of Man to talk for the charity. Um, and it was an absolutely, it was such a brilliant event. We met Danny and Andy, uh, Danny Prale and Andy Swarbrick, who are, you know, both Patterson Programme graduates, both now on all their medication. What great people. And Danny's girlfriend, Chantelle, who kind of became my best friend. Um, <laughs> And we had we had a great time. We, luckily we had one rainy day, but Isle of Man's is quite rainy. Um but we had some great weather as well. And we had it in a beautiful van, you know, house in Douglas on the Isle of Man. It was packed. You'd be pleased to know. Yes, uh, I saw weekend. the pictures.
0: Uh, you had yeah, you over a hundred odd people there at the uh, at the event, wasn't there?
1: I think it was about ninety, actually, uh-huh. um, but it was—that's a lot for the old man. And it's—it's it's a gorgeous venue. Um, so it was brilliant. We got to see Andy, who had been—he'd been wheelchair bound. He had been waiting for operation uh, knee replacements on both knees. And he's there uh, doing Bikram yoga in front of everybody, you know. And, and then uh, Danny, who's just, he's great from Danny, uh, talking about, um, I think, his, his, his stool kind of testing, which is interesting, <laughs> so, you know. Yeah.
0: And uh, his green smoothies. It, he always talks about his green smoothies. He's
1: He's He's, he's, just, he's ace, you know. And, and they stayed at my house as Melma well, my home, so that was really good. So this year, um, we thought we'd do it all over again because it was so good. And also, we've had a lot of positive feedback. You'll be very pleased to know I had people People come up to me and say they have embarked on the Patterson programme and at least one person is off all their meds and doing brilliantly, you know, and and that's in quite a short space yeah. of time. Um, yeah. I would say. And other people saying they're doing it and they've had great benefits. So it it's really had an impact, Clint. So you should be very proud of all your hard
0: work. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Jackie. Well it takes yeah. it takes advocates like yourself and it takes, you know, I, um for want of a better word, you know, we're all pioneers on this journey you know we're all trying to carve out a um a, a path forward that other people can follow that doesn't exist um or certainly hasn't existed in the past because you know when i was going through all my challenges you know it began for me 11 years ago now when i was diagnosed and in fact i i bring this up because it's just in the front of my short term memory because i'm just working on my story and revising it and and touching it up for when i publish my book and yeah, I mean, I was just in the dark, you know, just trying to work out what to do, what to eat. And it really did feel like there was no direction whatsoever. Um, very, very little information, published information about this. So, look, we're all still creating, uh, we're all still creating a, a path forward that can be followed by others. And, and, and we're all still informing other people. Um, at a very grassroots level. This is in its infancy. This is like the first week of Patterson Program. you got a long way to go. Uh, so the whole movement is only in its infancy. It's only we're in the first week uh, equivalent of 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 where this can go and where I'd like to see it. And so I'd like to, you know, thank you for, for all the work that you've done and all the people that you share this with, uh, not just, you know, face to face, but also online in our support group, you've got something like I, at last, I'm going to make up a number and I'm probably going to underquote it, but you've got something like a hundred pages of journal entries, haven't you? Or something. I mean, it's massive, right? So
1: 200
0: pages, right? So that's why I yeah. know your story very well. But let me just say that um, setting up a charity, you're the first to do that within our community group our worldwide sort of collective friendship and pioneer group. Now, tell us, you, you mentioned very quickly a little bit of information about it, but, but, but can you tell us a bit more about why you set that up other than putting on events, which we'll talk a little bit more about in a minute? Who have you been able to help? Where do you want to see money go to? And who, and oh, who would you just, like to yeah. reach out to, to to raise some money for that?
1: Well, I think, as you know, Clint, um, I've not had an easy time with this illness. Um, and what actually happened? I'll talk very briefly. You might might touch on it later on. But once I started on the Patterson program, I had amazing results. Uh, you might remember it all. But I was on all that medication. I couldn't even move. I remember having a picnic in the park and not being able to get to the toilet. And that was after months of being on all that medication. And um, and then I started the Patterson program, and seven weeks later. I swam around Peel Castle, which is a castle on the Isle of Man, right? Yeah. Now, I did that specifically because when I got very ill, it was around the time I was supposed to be doing an adventure race. And I had to obviously miss the adventure race. And that was my role was to swim. It was a team event was to swim around the castle. So I did it. When As soon as I felt like I could do, I wasn't well enough. I was still very sick, but I did. I couldn't walk very well. But I did swim through a load of jellyfish. <laughs> the non-sting <laughs> like soup it was like jellyfish soup it was like
0: what? Oh, oh my oh, gosh <laughs> yeah.
1: two of my mates took, took me around and then um i so that's that's how quickly i started to improve although it was it felt slow improvement it did mm. feel slow i continued to progress the next 20 months i progressed and progressed and progressed and during that time i lowered medication i have to say i'm I am not anti-medication, by the way. I have to mm. say this because a part of the charity, one thing I was very concerned about last year's event was people went away and thought we can ditch our medication and do yeah. this.
0: it's a problem. Not yeah, it's a problem that I have to be careful with as well. Healing.
1: Yeah, 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 definitely, definitely. And at the time I was working closely with rheumatologists, and I was able to monitor my bloods very carefully, have them assess me, and then I could gradually lower my medication. Um, which was great it worked brilliantly so after oh, so when was this I got sick in 2013 September 2015 I did a 75 kilometer mountain bike race mm. right you might mm. I still could never been able to walk properly since it all began five years ago but I did do the mountain bike race in six and a half hours
0: yes.
1: um I am still a family champion my <sighs> son did it and got caught in a terrible headwind my husband didn't got cramped the whole way they've taken longer than me to complete it <sighs> so anyway this went on and then unfortunately i had just a terrible calamity everything went wrong everything went terribly wrong and um, the illness came back which was was two-pronged one was i did have a terrible calamity a trauma if you like um which messed with my mental health which messed my physical health i'd also swap from injections to tablets on the methotrexate and a later rheumatologist said it can lead to leak areas but basically the illness came back and for eighteen months, it was mainly in my hips. I um, I I didn't receive the proper care I should receive, basically, and it wasn't identified. Um, I was told over and over again I'd injured myself biking. I didn't get the proper tests for a long time. That's a, that's an Isle of man problem as well, getting the correct tests at yeah. the kind of you know at the right time and everything else. So, and during that time, I thought I'd permanently damaged myself biking. You see, right? Yes. I, it was agony it was arthritis pain you know it was obvious but yes anyway so whatever happened i had it was it was a very deep trauma you know psychologically because i lost all that i had been doing yoga three times a week yeah. i had been used to tell everybody exercise like jackie and i'll come back to the exercise yeah. in a minute and healing. Yeah. um but i was i was doing travel and swimming level you know i was mm. absolutely Lying and to go from that and thinking I'm going to beat this illness, I'll be off all my meds in six months. I'll be, I'll be free of it all, and I felt so strong. My body felt so strong to suddenly go backwards, and it happened mm. quite quickly. Mm. It was mm. so Um It was a huge stress. Let me just everybody.
0: Let me jump in there and just um, add a little bit of uh, an outsider's summary as to what you just covered, what we witnessed, you know, inside our support group, and what I what I um, found very frustrating as someone trying to help you and trying to move you forward whilst you were going through these challenges is that because the inflammation shifted to your hips, Mm -hmm. it immobilised you. And it wasn't like having it in your ankle because you can still use a push bike or having it in your shoulders because you can still go to Bikram yoga or even any kind of yoga. Or having it in your even in your chest because you can still go for a swim. You had it in your hips and you couldn't exercise. You couldn't swim. And, be, yeah. and um I always lamented that you didn't have a bikram style yoga in your area. And in fact, the yoga that you were going to, if I recall correctly, as we go back a few years. It closed, right? They didn't do the hot yoga. Oh, remember, remember that? Right, the heater
1: yeah. broke. Heat, heat broke,
0: and they stopped offering it. So the only thing you really can do when your hips are immobilized is be able to stand still and move your upper body and lower body carefully. But you didn't even have that option available to you in your local area. These days, we talk about following along Bikram uh, online, you know, and following step-by-step uh, instructions online but um you know you really really were were stuck because as you said amongst our internal group we would say to other people you got to exercise like Jackie which meant that you know take it seriously do it every day and when exercise was taken away from you it was your number one strategy for pain reduction and that was and it was very very detrimental when that happened and then as you said a year and a half went by when People kept telling you it was a sports injury when it was inflammation the whole time and it should have been addressed as such
1: yeah it was um so i will talk about the exercise actually uh oh, then i'll get back to the well, advice at the charity which was your original uh, yeah, original right. question so um so basically uh when i was doing really well when you said exercise like jackie i it was i was an athlete right i was training like an athlete so i was doing a lot and that was really that's i know other people like danny talks about his green smoothies for me the exercise that that high aerobic exercise yep, yep. i mean i was mountain biking mountain biking like up hills steep hills <laughs> yes. about 10 hours a week I was doing the hot yoga two to three times a week. And I was also doing swimming at proper triathlon level, at least once, twice a week, the triathlon classes. And, um, uh, you know, all that was going on. I was trying to walk as well. Never been very good at walking. But anyway, so that was kind of all going on. Then this happened. Now you say about the hips, I couldn't Mm. move, right? I couldn't even move my top body. I couldn't turn. Um, I'll come back to how distressing it was in a minute, but, what I did do in the end, I started to gradually improve. I was about the first year of the HIPS, started to gradually improve, and I started to be able to hike. So what I would do, do you remember, I've forgotten his name, Patrick McCowan, the breathing mm, man.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So what I would do is I would put on loads of warm clothes, yeah. right, yeah. and I would go and find a steep hill, and I would know maybe I'd be able to walk for half an hour before I'd be totally Sometimes have to even bump down. I, I walked up the mountain actually here and I had to come all the way down carefully on my bum, right, in the snow because by the time I got to the top, my hips wouldn't work. Wow. And I was in agony. And I remember mm. my feet, I couldn't feel my feet because I was so slow. Yeah. But I did it. But what I did, just to get back to the Patrick McCallum thing, so what I did, put on loads of warm clothes And I would do the nasal breathing, right? Now, this is like altitude training. So what you're doing when you're walking up a steep hill, you're really overworking kind of, you know, your lungs and everything to to the maximum capacity you can really without adding running and things which I couldn't do. So I started doing that. But what I was finding every time I did it, I would have a relapse and it just possible but that started getting me moving again and then eventually after i think it was about 17 months uh i got the mri which showed that there was effusion in my hips mm. and had been all along that you know and just and i got the injection and the, the cortisol injection which i think they did under ultrasound which, that was may it was a year ago may last year that was a life changer you mm. know yeah
0: so yeah there, yeah
1: it's got Better and better, but I also know now it was definitely the illness. I get flares in my hips, my lower spine, yep. um, quite regularly. So it's obvious how much it was the illness. Now, it, it, yeah, it was strange. It didn't show up so much in my bloods, but then zero negative can be weird like that.
0: Yeah, and so, and I think it's worth just to restate what you did say earlier that it sounds negligent to not observe the hip inflammation for such a long period of time and to be assuming that it was some other kind of injury that could be resolved by either rest or stretching or something like that. But, you know, in some small countries, some small regional areas of big countries, um, there isn't the sort of structure in place medically to be able to get quick consultations, quick MRIs, quick results, Mm -hmm. and quick action, and that was the case in your in your instance, because I remember mm-hmm. that you're waiting a long time to see specialists. there were you know challenges in seeing the right specialist and then getting the right referrals and so that year and a half really should have been a month and a half you know, and that injection should have been done quickly, and you could have saved a lot of very, very difficult uh, period of your life. but you know this is this is why oh, we should sorry
1: sorry <laughs> if i was in australia or america you've got to pay over here it's the nhs so it's pros and cons isn't it you don't yeah. pay but you yeah. have to wait but um the, the what did happen it was very bad during that period is that um i tried to carry on doing the travel on swimming right and i mm-hmm. could barely move so mm. i was putting a, a pool boy between my legs and trying and you know mm. and i put my shoulder out and unfortunately, I don't know what happened because, see, I'm all right, the wrong bit in the end of all that, and then I just gave up. But um, but basically, I, because of that, I've never been able to get the shoulder action again, and I don't even know why. So it was mm. all a bit of a terrible calamity. Mm. Should mm. I get back onto why I set up the charity?
0: <laughs> yeah, well, all of this, I think, leads us into that anyway. So it's all, it it's all a natural progression, I think.
1: It's totally. So what happened during that time, I was kind of, I was very, very distraught, you know, it had been... Um, it had been unexpected. It had been—I don't know. Every and it was the pressure on my family. I've got three kids, as I mentioned before, and my, you know, my husband—he's like—he's a bit older than me, you know, and he works hard. He's got a physical job, but for him to get home in the evening, have to deal with the kids, and having to deal with me being useless—it's a lot of stress, you know. We're a close family, and everything—it's a lot of stress. So during that time, I thought I can't have. I was psychologically, I was battered. When you remember, I was absolutely battered at an all time low. And this is on the back of having had an anxiety d- disorder before the arthritis, which I cured via uh, um, Charles Linden, the uh, Charles the Linden Method for Complete Anxiety Recovery. I will mention it now because he is a massive hero. And he is also what led me to you because he gave me such faith in my own ability to self-heal. That I thought I can heal from anything now. <laughs> and that's when I look for you. Um, so all this is going on. And I felt like I didn't have anybody to talk to, any access to anything. And I thought, I don't understand this illness. It took me a long time to get diagnosed in the first place. I saw 14 different practitioners, tons of times, more than once, but sometimes five times at each practitioner. And it took the last one, the last doctor to say, there's something seriously wrong here. I'm referring you to a rheumatologist, you know. Um, So... You know, there were a lot of things I was thinking, nobody really knows much about autoimmune arthritis. People are saying to me, oh, you're too young, or, oh, I've got a bit of that in my finger. And I'm and I am there thinking, I've got three kids, and I'm in my 30s, and I can't move. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. and, and that's distressing. I found that very, very distressing. Um, so, and, you know, so basically, I set up the charity to raise awareness of, of autoimmune arthritis specifically, because it's not, it's a completely different beast <laughs> yeah. to... To degenerative, I know that's how they that can be horrible. I'm not saying it can't be horrible, but it's a very different beast. Um, different medications, different prognosis, different uh, age related thing Which people mm. get hit. Um, demographic, that was it. And, uh, you know, so it's to raise awareness, but also to provide information so no, and compassionate funding so that nobody would end up in my situation where you can't get counselling. Um, you don't know who to talk to. You don't know where to find information about these things. Nobody's giving you advice about the best holistic method because one of the things that came out of last year's talk was basically um, that people were saying, there's so much out there, so much advice. How the hell do you know what's right? <laughs> you know, you know, you know right. everyone has suggested CBD oil to me. I'm
0: oh, not yeah, really
1: yeah. expecting CBD oil. Oh yeah, it'll cure everything. Well, it's not touched anything at all. I, I take it every day. It's not made any difference I've noticed, but people have, you know, so many different ideas about what you can do. And you can go off on crazy tangents, you know, and you can also spend a lot of money, right? Mm. And I can say this with the anxiety disorder as well. I, I reckon I spent thousands and thousands and thousands trying to uh, cure tinnitus-related anxiety, which came from a, um, another autoimmune illness, which is hypothyroidism. Until I met Charles Linton, it was like what cost me seventy quid or whatever. And then it was like, I just do this. This is all I do. I don't need to see anybody ever again. I don't <laughs> need to. I don't know. I just need to do what he tells me, and it's dead straightforward. You know, logical.
0: Yes. And and we'll get we him on. The, we'll get him on a future episode. You've you, connected you, you,
1: you us. Charity skyped him recently. We had a public Skype session. Was, he's he's a little bit controversial, it turns out, and uh, he's he's you know he's yeah, but he's amazing, and the Skype mm. session fab. But um. So anyway, where was it? To the charity. I felt so passionately about this. I just thought, I just can't, I can't live if I don't do anything to improve the lives of other people. So no one has to go through what I go through. Even things like benefits, Clint, nobody told me about benefits at all, you know, about being able to claim, I don't know, disability living allowance. So all these things, when I couldn't move, I could have been getting financial help. My husband could have been, you know, we we could have made life much easier for ourselves. We didn't know so the charity our big thing that we do is um is counseling right so what we do we've teamed up with an amazing charity called the Lisa Lowe Center in the Man who already were providing um what kind of similar to what we do but for people with cancer so they're branching out a little bit and um We approach them. So we now, we raised enough money last year to be able to partly fund a counsellor. So now we can have, um, if anybody comes to us with any kind of autoimmune arthritis and says, I'm really struggling here, I really need to talk to somebody, within maximum three weeks, they can be talking to somebody for free. That's
0: fantastic. That is fantastic. Yeah.
1: You no know, I wish I had it for me mm. when I was sick and so mm. many people have said to me I wish it was there when I was first diagnosed it's not just people who are first diagnosed it can be people who've had it a long time or going from comp- just anybody with autoimmune arthritis I want my charity to just say yes to everybody I don't want anybody to suffer for anything or to want for anything so we provided some equipment for people as well we provided some um free swimming lessons for the kids and stuff like that you know um juvenile arthritis we can also provide funding towards things like um, complementary health. Again, you know, people are like, oh, I know it really helped me to have a bit of acupuncture, a bit of cranio. Oh,
0: yeah. A bit yeah. of, yeah.
1: you know, but you can't afford it because you're sick. Mm. So there's that. And then the other part, of course, is, um, is our information drive. So we try and source, like Charles Linden, you know, his system is just, he's an ex-anxiety sufferer. He's been right into the bare bones of it. He knows everything about it. He's torn all to pieces, and he's like, this is and it's a it's so logical his system it's just like that's straightforward that makes sense and a bit like yours when I found your stuff I discovered I've always been veggie but I was like but I'm a natural vegan I know I'm a vegan I only had dairy because everyone said I should do you know and it was like I'm so, so glad your program was vegan <laughs> I couldn't have done it if it wasn't um but it was just that, and all your the way that you talk about healing the gut, because mm. so many programs, again, like, people know things are gut-related, but they think you just take stuff out, just don't have gluten, just don't have nightshade. Yeah. They don't think a little bit beyond that, which is like, why shouldn't you have gluten? Why shouldn't you have nightshade? What What's going on inside this mm. this system that's reacting to that? So you, I read your book, and I was like, oh, this is just, you know, and I Skyped you, didn't I? And we had a little chat, and you were just launching things, you know? And, uh, yeah, and so, yeah, it was great. So, so this whole thing about the information drive then, so like I say, we did it before, and literally we've got Katie coming over and Ida.
0: Yeah, uh, and, that, and, and before we, we launch into Katie and, and, uh, and Ida, um, let's talk about, or is it Ida? Yeah, gosh, she's going to punch me if she hears this. Um, so um, because she corrected me and then uh, I had it right, but now you've just put something else into my head. The charity. Its name, without wings.
1: Oh, sorry. I can yes. say it as well.
0: Yeah.
1: Without wings. Yeah, because without it's wings. without Freedom. Yeah, and it's for people when they're most without wings or without their freedom, because and it comes from when I was very sick and I couldn't move much with my fingers, um, which was the least affected part of me. I wrote a novel, and the novel is called The Boy Without Wings, and it was the novel is. Um, a young adult fantasy fiction, uh, tale of his, his quest back to life. And it's very twisty and turny and kind of crazy. Um, somebody publish me, please. <laughs> so yeah, I'm just w- working on a second, which is called, <laughs> it's called the call of the birds. Um, yeah. another thing, a thing to come out of a uh, zero negative arthritis writing, you know, I became a performance poet
0: yeah. uh,
1: during the hit thing and won the poetry slam. Um, so it came from that, the, the without wings thing, without freedom. actually means the opposite in the book. And the, our little logo was designed by beautiful Michelle from mm-hmm. um, some programs. She gave us our logo. I just put it out there. I need a logo. And the next day it was like, oh,
0: yeah. she's done an
1: amazing thing for me. Yeah,
0: Michelle from New Zealand. On almost, I'd have to say, as close to the opposite side of the world, the most geographically distant place from the Isle of Man would be, uh, in terms of, you know, conventional Western living, if we don't call the Arctic's. New Zealand and Isle of Man are a long way apart. And she right. and she's seen, you know, you posted this in our support group, and she's like, how about this? And straight away, you're like, there it is. Yeah, oh, it's beautiful. great. I mean, okay, so now, like- keeping in mind that most of our audience watching or listening to this are not in the Isle of Man. Do they have potential of accessing benefits or are you just keeping things local for the moment?
1: Without wings. Correct. It's local. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, I've got brilliant trustees on board who help me, but to be honest, because I'm the one who knows everything that's going on inside my head. Um, it's mostly me who does it. Um and I it's it's a lot of work yes. trying to win it, and it's all voluntary, of course. Um, so it's local, but of course, I, I think it's something which would be lovely to spread further afield. Yes. You know, what um, about
0: what about on the flip side? If someone's listening to this and they think this sounds like something I'd like to support, even just fifty or a hundred dollars, even would make a big difference. Probably help to uh, to 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 um, yeah. enable someone local on your small island to be able to get. Uh, a session with a counsellor probably at that kind of level of donation. Are we able to uh, link from our show notes, from our episode, are we able to maybe create a link to a donation page that we could uh, share?
1: Yeah, definitely. We've got a Just Giving um, donation page, which I'll give you the details to share later on. But also, on the back of all I was talking about when I was recovering from the hiking, uh, from the from the hip thing yeah. I started hiking and after um I had the injection I started hiking a bit more because I still couldn't swim because of my shoulder and I still um I couldn't bike because my hips were still not right so I started hiking and hiking I do it every day and actually I'm doing um I'm doing a sponsored challenge I'm going to England in August with my eldest son yeah wish me luck and we're gonna hike um the three peaks in the yorkshire dales which is ingleborough penegant and Wernside. i think um, we're going to do it for the charity to raise money for the charity wow. so there is a yeah yeah so there's a sponsor thing on on the uh, which I'll give you the information for so people can sponsor me to do that via just giving
0: yeah that's yeah. awesome okay okay so, so that me, by the way. Them, <laughs> the, their money goes to a particular uh, challenge event that then you uh, will motivate you, and uh, but then the, all the money will end up uh, into the charity to be able yeah, to help we, others. We actually, it's wonderful. Um,
1: yeah, that will be great because we were – last year, because we're a new charity, I think a lot of people did kind of um, donate. And yep. this year, we're not. We, Applied Looker Place has not been so successful and we desperately need the money because we mm. are a hard-working charity. We really are. And um, we really want to carry on underwriting these great events. Okay. Um, Perfect segue segue
0: now into the the event that we've got coming up tell us the date of this uh, next event which is going to be um, all about the stories and the uh, inspirational attitudes of Ida and Katie uh, both who are traveling to the Isle of Man like like uh, the gentleman did last year uh, like Mm -hmm. Danny and Andy did last year Uh, tell us what's the date of the event where is it yep
1: yeah go on it's uh it's so it's july the 20th sunday the 22nd of july um and it's going to take place at Noah Bake house in douglas on the isle of man so mm-hmm. any english folk well anybody can come anyone's invited to come and the ticket's 12 pounds per person five pounds mm-hmm. if if you have you know autoimmune arthritis and you want to have a subsidized rate free for under 16s um there should be some free plant-based goodies there for people to snack on i've got to source someone to do that yet um and it's it's a gorgeous venue now uh, just over that weekend if anybody is thinking of coming over um unfortunately or fortunately whichever way you look at it it clashes with the festival in the isle of man i'm due to perform at. so what we've done is we're camping at the festival now uh, which is the same weekend and um called the dark horse festival in the isle of man so that if anybody does want to come let me know sooner rather than later. We can probably get them access into the festival as well. Okay, so so,
0: so it, it's I think it's great. I, I think it's great. So you've got two reasons to go to the Isle of Man. You can attend this this popular festival, and you can go to a plant-based event where two Patterson program sort of uh, graduate success stories. Both who have appeared on our podcast, Katie and Ida, who've uh, both done incredibly well with their health. Uh, completely different stories. Katie, of course, coming from a JIA background, diagnosed at one-year-old, put immediately onto uh, years of prednisone and painkillers, followed by methotrexate and then Enbrel, uh, now basically becoming a uh, inspirational Bikram yoga champion and uh, and off all of her Vicodin that she's been on for a decade. Uh, and then, of course, Ida, who uh, who had a very unusual, very unique diagnosis of autoimmune arthritis, but for all intents and purposes, basically rheumatoid, just with a different name, and then uh, had all sorts of troubles and then had wonderful outcome following Patterson program. And then uh, after being able to become free of her medications, successfully fell pregnant now has a gorgeous boy i presume she'll be bringing her her boy with yeah, her yeah she yeah. Is.
1: Yeah. i know I can't wait so, you know i go a bit mad over babies but we've got to you know keep <laughs> up they grow up as teenagers um yeah. but uh, and also she's written a cookbook
0: oh, which i thought was yeah. a
1: really um yeah. important thing actually she's done a plant-based cookbook and i thought because a lot of people uh one of my friends actually she started the Patterson program and then she she just couldn't do it because she was a single mum and working full time and she just felt like she couldn't do the meals and um we had a complimentary health fair recently the charity did and we had somebody there doing nutrition and she really helped this lady uh but but one of the things i thought would be absolutely wonderful to have somebody plant based cookbook this is how you do it because yeah. it is quite a challenge yeah. to, especially I suppose you're a meat eater i never was of course but yeah. um i can imagine it's a big challenge if you are
0: look it's a challenge uh, you are <laughs> one of the reasons this program is simple because i can't cook for the life of me and i needed something that i could eat over and over again that was fast and simple and uh i just went for the most alkalizing possible foods with the greatest f- sort of ability to reduce pain that was easiest to prepare and that that's where this all come from i i am a terrible cook uh and melissa <laughs> takes care of everything uh, and so what Ida has done is a godsend because she's created ways of putting together oil-free, low-fat, plant-based diet for people who enjoy variety and people who want to, after getting through the necessary elimination and reintroduction phase of our program, then be able to enjoy the way that the meals are put together and and experiment with tastes and colors and preparations that are appealing visually and uh, and from a taste point of view so it's it's totally exciting and such a such a good set of uh, speakers um, both of which who have presented before they 've both spoken at events and yeah. told their yeah. story so you've kind of they're, they're, this isn't their first time at the rodeo either so they 've got a bit of experience in uh, in speaking and I think that if someone is interested in just taking a few days away around that weekend in sort of mid to late July and they think, you know, I'd love to go and meet Jackie and meet Ida and meet Katie and, and communicate with them and just have this and Andy, experience.
1: Andy's here. And Andy's, Andy's coming for- as
0: well. Yeah, oh, yeah. Andy's going to be He's, there and as Katie, well.
1: Coming over in the car from, he, Katie's going to him first and they're all coming over together with his wife. So is that awesome. wife.
0: And the, none of them have met each other either, have they? Oh, I, I know that Ida and Andy have met each other.
1: That's right, they have. Yeah, I don't yeah. know where we're going to put them up because they're here for a few days beforehand. I think they, we're all bringing tents. We're going to pray that the Alabama's <laughs> not going to rain. Pray.
0: <laughs> You're not selling the event right at this moment now, Jackie. No, Everyone who comes is <laughs> going to have wonderful, nice accommodation. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, they will actually, because yeah, yeah. We've just done our house up a little bit, so it, our house is, is very, very amenable <laughs> to people coming over. In all seriousness, so if, get, if like,
0: someone's if someone wants to come, surely they can find some uh, some uh,
1: somewhere. A bed like and my mum and dad bre- people look. You know, my mum and dad have already.
0: Outside of family, can they find bed and breakfasts and yeah. Airbnbs and hotels?
1: Yeah, they're quick. They might be able to find uh, a yurt somewhere. I don't know if the yurts are fully booked, but there's some lovely yurts over here. What's a yurt
0: with hot tubs?
1: It's like a, it's glamping. It's like a kind of tent with a hot, with a stove inside, a wood-burning <laughs> okay. stove inside.
0: Okay.
1: And stove yeah, they've got those down in Doug- near Douglas and they're good. But uh, it should be, it should be a great event. I mean, I'm hoping mm-hmm. so. It's going to be a bit chaotic because I'm I'm gigging mm-hmm. uh, with my band, which is another mm-hmm. thing that happened after I got the injection. I joined a little band and, mm-hmm. you know, got to all with them around England, so uh, we're going to be doing it, again, and they're great, absolutely brilliant. Um, I'm also going to be doing my epic poem on Ravensdale Hill, okay. um, and my son is also going to be kicking at the festival.
0: Wow, <laughs> it's a busy weekend for you,
1: looking after all these people, and but, you've you know, got this look-
0: event that you're taking care of, and you're hosting those guests from uh, from across the the uh, the canal. If you use it, canal across the water.
1: But you see, luckily Clint, because of the Patterson program, I have quite a lot of energy most of the time. <laughs> Good.
0: <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Okay. Well, that's all, uh, you know, I think this is exciting. It's the second time, as we said, that you, you're putting on this event. Uh, mm-hmm. It's the first of its kind in that it feels, you know, it it, it feels so close to my heart because the speakers are people that I know personally like yourself and have worked with and have followed our program, so I obviously wish I was there and if it wasn 't for our third child uh, being expected seven days prior to this event, um, I was seriously considering on uh, coming I think across you myself it
1: anyway.
0: <laughs> yeah yeah come anyway yeah. Um, also adding a twist is that we decided to come back to Australia to have our child, and so traveling from Australia okay. is uh, one heck of a lot more challenging. Uh, to Isle of Man than what it is from East Coast U.S. So who knows, by next time you have this event next year, um, we might be um, no more babies and living a lot closer to you again, so in which case I might be able to come. But until then, this is the one that we're focused on, and um, again, all information about donation to the charity and all the information about the event will put at www program.com forward slash Jackie. So that's J-A-C-K-I-E. So dot com forward slash J-A-C-K-I-E.
1: And and it's great to be able to say as well, Clint, that I'm now down to my rheumatologist has just agreed to learn my medication to 10 milligram on the methotrexate off all steroids, off the Avara, off the sulfazalazine, off the proton pump pills, which is the first thing I got off, um, and originally, I was on I think thirty milligram methotrexate as well, and now I'm going down to ten.
0: Awesome. Well, um, we we, we couldn't leave that out, could we? No. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like the final, the final piece of your story, almost like the punchline at the end of a of a yeah. very happy story. So, thanks for yeah. sharing that. And. uh it's awesome you know 10 milligram methotrexate that was the starting dose that i went on it's a, considered a low dose um and uh to be going down is certainly a wonderful feeling as opposed to going <laughs> After up everything that's going on,
1: yeah. yeah
0: so well done well done so thank you jackie
1: <laughs> all right so bye clint <laughs>
0: <laughs> thanks thanks for coming on the show Thanks for sharing your story And uh, I know that we'll spend the next four years Chatting, laughing and, and, and making sure That we continue to improve your health uh, Inside Patterson Program Support Thank you
1: Yeah, thank you <laughs> You've been listening to the Patterson Program For more information visit Pattersonprogram.com